I'm Hannah Hawk, coming to you live from Sinew Memorial Hall in the center of Oldenburg. Today, before the eyes and ears of the Accord, the Elder Council will hear testimony that will memorialize Jetpack Cop Clemens Fiddledown, who tragically lost his life in the line of duty. I am standing on the steps, waiting for the hearing to begin. With me is Sassy Fiddledown, daughter of Clemens Fiddledown. Sassy, if your dead hero father were here, standing nobly in front of us, what would you say to him? Daddy, I love you, Daddy. I'm so proud to be your daughter. I'm gonna try to live my life in a way that will honor your memory. And how will you do that? I'ma be the best iguana farmer I can be. You won't become a jetpack cop like your father? Oh, goodness, no. It's dangerous. Look at my daddy, he got crushed by rocks. What a horrible way to die. It could have taken days. I'm sure he's proud of you no matter what you do. Not all of us are called to greatness like a jetpack cop or an investigative journalist. And here comes Jam Handy, one of the Accord's two professional lawyers. Mr. Handy, you are a lawyer. Yes, I am. And what is that? Well, a lawyer, I guess, is just a person who believes in and will fight for justice. Don't we already have the jetpack cops for justice? Yeah, yeah, but where a cop uses a knife, a lawyer uses words and reason arguments instead of flamethrowers. Are you saying that problems can be solved through reasoned communication and that the jetpack cops have too much authority? It's not for me to say, but I do know that lawyers make everything better. Now for the real question. If this is just a hearing and not a trial, why is there a lawyer? I'm here to memorialize Clement's fiddle-down. Often a hearing like this is the final word on a cop's legacy. We all want to make sure that a good person gets their due. Thank you, Jim. Approaching now is the chief of the Jetpack Cops, as well as Cliff Danger. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts as you enter the hall? We're proud to be here and to honor the memory of our fallen brother. And you, Cliff? Hannah, I'm just here to pay my respects to one hell of a cop. The Elder Council Eagle has sounded, which tells me that the hearing is about to begin. I'm walking up the steps and have entered the hall. Matris Remillard, leader of the Elder Council, is about to give the opening statement. I call this great, noble, and awesome council to order. These proceedings shall illuminate the events surrounding the death of Officer Clements Fiddledown of the Jetpack Cops. By the authority of the Elder Council, I command that only the truth be spoken at this hearing under penalty of death. I now call all parties to sign in to the official parchment. The hearing won't begin in earnest for some time, so we now go to Officer Bert Polino with his community policing initiative. Hi, I'm Bert Polino. This is Bert Polino's community policing initiative. The cops need a face for the community. I have a face, so I will talk with the community. Let's make a friend. My first guest is J.P. Welder. He's not a welder. Thanks for coming. I'm Bert Polino. 
Uh, actually, I am a welder. An apprentice welder. But the song says you're not a welder. When I made that commercial, I wasn't a welder, but now I am. My passion is still moving boulders, but everyone asked me to be a welder because of my name. Couldn't you just change your name? I'm proud to be a welder like my father, but in my heart I'm a boulder mover, not a welder. I wish I could be a boulder moving welder, but I guess I'll be a welder welding while he dreams of boulder moving. So you're a welder? I'm both a welder and a welder, and a boulder mover. Okay, we're friends now. You can go. Up next is some kid. Hi, kid. Hi. I'm Bert Polino. What are you going to talk about? I made these. Aw, oh, isn't that cute? I'll go over here and see what this child has made. Ah! Oh, those are really scary. I don't think they're scary. Can you please describe these... Horrible things to the listeners? Well, they're gourds I dried out and carved into dolls. Here, hold this with your hand. Oh no, I don't want to do that. They each have their own personality. Some people say they can hear the dolls speak. Wow, you're a really creepy kid with a bunch of creepy dolls. But we're friends because you're the community. You're the community. That's it for my show. Here's a commercial. Come on down, the cookie burn is coming, trade. You come and you trade with me. See this broken knife? I don't have the skills required to fix it. But maybe you do, and maybe you got seven empty bottles. A broken knife is only worth maybe five empty bottles. But I got seven! <laughs> That's how this works! I obtain items and then I trade them for items of greater value. You could try the same, but it won't work. We're back in the Clements Fiddledown hearing, and Matress Remillard is about to call the first speaker. I call on Citizen Jam Handy to speak. Thank you, Honorable Matress. Instead of the usual statement, I'd like to tell this court a story. It's the story of a man. A man named Clements Fiddledown. Now, Clements, in many ways, was not too unlike most of us. He was born into a modest, hard-working family in Dust Town. There he applied himself. He learned right from wrong. And when you know right from wrong, you stand up and you do something. Well, he stood up and he joined the Jetpack Cops. For over 20 years, if any one of us got into trouble, Clements Fiddledown was more than willing to swoop in, put himself in harm's way to protect each and every one of us. He was a dedicated father, an unfortunate widower, and what my Auntie June would call a true blue sort of fella. And then one day, this good man, he does his job and he dies. What made this day different than any other day of his illustrious career? Well, I'll tell you what. 
It was the monstrous negligence and abysmal leadership of Cliff Danger. <gasps> Honorable Matris, esteemed citizens, I must invoke the right of accusation against Officer Clifford Danger. The council hears your plea and grants you the right of accusation. Officer Danger will be held until the council passes judgment. A shocking development. I'm rushing over to Cliff Danger and the Chief to get their reactions. Cliff? We're busy, Hannah. I don't like the look of this, Chief. The attack was my order. The attack, sure, but I ordered them to push into that cave. Cliff, every cop is going to back you up. Every cop except for Clemens. Here, XT-3000 will be your lawyer. Her robot brain memory is perfect. We will take a brief recess for preparation. This hearing has become a full-blown trial. We will watch intently. This coverage brought to you by Antibomas, and here is a paid program. We will return. Hello, children, and greetings accord. I'm Victor Barbeau, here live down in Antibulma's culinary processing cellar. Today, we're going to explore funerary culinary traditions from around the Accord. We all have two things in common, dining and dying. Here at Antibulma's, you can enjoy them both. Let's start with Danny at the grill. Danny, what do we have here? I'm doing a traditional Leslie Bryan spit. Those Leslie pigments, usually they're toxins, so I'm leaching them out in this vinegar bath. What's that delightful scent I'm smelling? It's a combination of red higgins, succulent bitterwort, bean root, and a little thing I like to call Danny's secret. Oh, how mysterious. This boils overnight and you wouldn't believe the result. All right, I'll leave you to it and join Layla here. Layla is our resident baker. I am. And what you have here appear to be very small loaves in perfect circles. These are bone patch, bone dust biscuits. They are golden and charming. And they come with a story. Do tell. Early merchants traveling the harsh road from Leslie to Russet had a very difficult journey. Many died, leaving their bones in the desert. Oh, how delightfully macabre. Later travelers would use those bones and their marrow to survive the journey. Oh, that's clever. These biscuits remember those early merchants. See, they're like little wagon wheels. Historical and delicious. Now, it's time to go to Dusty in the confectionery. Dusty, talk us through this dish. I'm making a big old stink sprout tart. The family Barbeau enjoy our stink sprout tart with a steaming mound of stacklins. Please, tell me there are stacklins nearby. Well, I got my own take on stacklins right here. I start with a traditional stacklins recipe and a... Just before it pops, I 
Great, a sprig of bitter grass right into the mix, and it just gives it that burst of umami. Oh, I can see how that would pair with the sweet aromatics of the tart. How devilishly clever of you. Thanks. With all of these and many more fine dishes, we hope you'll keep Auntie Bulma's first in your mind for all of your bereavement dining needs. Thank you all for listening. We hope to dine with you soon. New from Vasco, The Weapon of Tomorrow! The Weapon of Tomorrow! We all know what a knife is. We've all seen one. But have you seen one bend? Bend. Only from Vasco the Bendy Knife. The only blade flexible enough to cut around corners. It goes around them. The shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Unless there's a rib in the way. Why hack through it when you can cut around? Vasco Innovation. Inventing the world. The Bendy Knife will be available at all Vasco retailers. Bendy, 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 bendy. Bendy, bendy knife. The trial is about to begin. J.M. Handy has mounted the speaker's pulpit and will now address the accord. Ladies and gentlemen, the argument of the accuser is simple. The jetpack cops have a duty to keep the accord safe, even at personal risk to themselves. And Cliff, danger as leader of the Jetpack Cops, has the added responsibility of keeping the cops as safe as possible while they perform that duty. Well, he failed. As we all heard over the radio, Cliff demanded a revenge attack against the cannibals. Clements pleaded for him not to go, but Cliff wouldn't be stopped. When they got to the cannibal caves, the cops sensed a trap. Clements said it. He said, he had a jinxy feeling in his bones. But Cliff Danger calls forward into those dark tunnels. Forward as they see cannibals ahead. Forward as those cannibals lay their trap. The defense will say that being a cop is just a risky job. Is that good enough for our jetpack cops? Is that good enough for Clem's orphan daughter, Sassy? No. No, it's not good enough. Thank you, Jam. Handy, now it is my turn for opening statement. Cliff Danger, as a jetpack cop, as laid out in the Oldenburg Accord, has the moral and legal authority to kill anyone he pleases. He could kill any or all of us at his slightest whim. The defendant would like to consult his lawyer for a moment. What is the problem? We have to appeal to the people, not the exact rules. Ah, yes. I will set my emotional receptors to full and bombard them with feelings. I'm counting on you, XT. I won't let you down, Officer Danger. As the Accord's foremost psychologist, I assert that Cliff Danger is too emotionally compromised to have killed Officer Fiddledown. This man was rejected by his own mother and is too psychologically crippled to let go of his friends. In short, Cliff would be too needy to put his friend's life needlessly at risk. Unless his feelings of abandonment had manifested into rage, then he would be relentlessly driven to violence against his mother figure, 
Thank you. Get out of here, XT. I don't understand. I'll handle Cliff's defense from here. But, Chief, I have many legal arguments left to make. Go home. That's an order. Instructions received. Returning to Darus. Now, we could listen to the opinions of a psychologist all day. What about the facts? We all heard the same broadcast. We all heard Clem's death in real time. But in case anyone missed it, I have a recording. Chief, I see cannibals over there in the cavern. At least 20, or maybe even more. What? They're just standing there. It's like they're waiting for us. This ain't right. Shut up, Clem. I don't care what you think. I'm the boss. You move up, and you fight those cannibals. I'll hold to the back where it's safe. That's not what I said, Handy. Let's step outside and make this quick. I reject your duel, sir. I reject. Calm down, Cliff. He's lying. You have to represent the jetpack cops to the accord. The Elder Council is reasonable, as long as we stay reasonable. We can still win this thing. Handy, you will hang for this. Council members, I'd like to call Sarah Bugra to the speaker's pulpit. Booger, you work with Cliff Danger on a daily basis. How would you characterize his judgment? He's the most capable person I've ever met. He did not say those things in the cave. Do you think he's responsible for Clem's death? No, and I was there. You say Cliff didn't say what was on the recording. But well, we all just heard it. I can't explain it, but it didn't happen like the recording. It didn't happen, or you didn't hear it happen. There was iron in those caves, jetpack sounds, chatter, and don't forget angry cannibals shouting at you. You heard every little detail? I may not have heard everything, but I know Cliff Danger. You're loyal to your pack, aren't you? So was Clement's fiddle down, and it cost him his life. There are hundreds of families around the Accord who owe their lives to Cliff Danger. A good man is right in front of you. Why can't you see it? Thank you. Officer Bugra, I'd like to call Officer Rook Stoltz. Now, Rook, I only have one question for you. If you had been in command that day, would you have ordered the advance into the cannibal caves? I wasn't in command. Would you have ordered the advance? You know, there's a lot of planning that goes in. Would you have ordered the advance? No! Well, that's all I wanted to know. No further questions. Officer Stoltz, how many attacks have you led? I've been involved in some planning. But you've never taken point on an operation? No. A commander needs to weigh the risks of the team with the benefit to the accord. It isn't guesswork. It's a calculation that comes from experience. Very few of you people have any clue what it takes to make those decisions. You're not always right. I didn't say I was always right. Then you admit that it was the wrong call. It was a bad call, not the wrong call. There is a difference. If any of us had known that the cannibals had a bomb, things would have gone very differently. There hasn't been a bomb in the Accord in 20 years. I am truly sorry that Clemens Fiddledown is dead, but my friend Clem 
knew the risks. Just like Rook here knows the risks. Or I know the risks. But you people don't. I did my best. The Elder Council is ready to render its judgment. Officer Clifford Danger, given the evidence and testimony we saw today, we have no choice but to find you guilty of gross incompetence resulting in the death of Officer Clements Fiddledown. You are immediately relieved of duty. You are to be stripped of your jetpack and all of the honors and privileges that pack provides. This is our finding. You people disgust me. I don't know how you did this, Handy, but I'm gonna get to the bottom of it. Restrain that man. Wow, a lot happened today. Big changes are coming for the jetpack cops. Officer no longer Cliff Danger is disgraced. Chief! Chief, do you have a statement? Not now, Hannah. A big day. A grim day. I'm Hannah Hawk, and this was The Hawk Report. <laughs>